You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Golf Under Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. We are on a journey to find the information that's going to help you play the best golf of your life. Join us now as we dive in. Welcome, everybody, to the Golf Under Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough, here with a special guest, Gavin Parker. Uh, Gavin is a director of instruction at Salisbury Country Club. That's in uh, Virginia, Richmond area, right? All right. We're actually not too far away. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I'm just outside of Fredericksburg. Oh, no way. Yeah. So no way. So we're, we're, we're only what hour and a half, two hours away, probably. So no way. Now, if you're just outside of Fredericksburg, man, I could be there in 56 minutes, baby. <laughs> you got time. Hey, that's it, man. I got a special talent, man. I can cook uh minute rice in 58 seconds. Oh, there you go. Hey, <laughs> uh, all right, so Gavin, thank you so much for coming on and uh, being here on the show. Welcome to it. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Doc. I didn't know you were a doctor, man. That's incredible. I'm so jelly. Yeah, so so I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Uh, so all, all physical therapists, they, they, uh, their training includes a doctorate in physical therapy. So it's a clinical doctorate. So it's the equivalent level of, of an of a MD. I'm not an MD, um, but it, it's just like if you were getting a PA, would be would fall along those lines of clinical um, Okay. I think they're going from a master's to a doctorate. So some of them are, are transitioning there. I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I'm not a PA. Um, but then, yeah, so kind of the equivalent there, we just don't have all the uh, fancy uh, drugs and stuff that we don't have to deal with. So, which is a good for me, <laughs> Gavin. So I came across your, your Instagram page maybe two weeks ago and I saw you and you were, you were all amped up teaching these kids. And I was said, I got to talk to this guy because his enthusiasm and your energy is just contagious. So I wanted to get you on and got to start off with, where does that all come from? So um, the best way to explain it. So I am 28 years old. My mom and dad are just amazing. And I've always had, they would tell me stories that I grew up, always had a lot of abundance amount of energy. And, you know, growing up grade school, middle school, high school, I would always get, you know, very talkative, improper class behavior, you know, distracts class and teacher. And I think it's because I've have I got a little bit of a learning disability. Like I'm, I'm severely dyslexic. So anytime I get chances to like to read or do anything map, I wouldn't do well just because of, I, it, like, I, I didn't see it the same way. So I guess I try to cover that by, you know, trying to be silly or good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a defense mechanism. Um, long story short though, man, it's like, uh, well, uh, I've always kind of just had this ability to kind of, you know, just be around people and like people and just have a lot of energy, man. The best way I can kind of describe it, Jeremy, or Doc J. I'm going to call you Jeremy. What do you want me to call you, man? I, I the best care. way I can kind of describe where I kind of got my yeah, little or man, is like, um, you, hey, best way I can put it. You ever played uh, Pac-Man? Oh, yeah. You know, the video game Pac-Man? So, you know, how Pac-Man spends most of the game, Jeremy, like, you know, being chased by ghosts. Right. But every now and then, Jeremy, he go to the little corner. And he eats one of the power pellets. Yep. Yeah. And then the whole dynamics of Pac-Man start to what? They change. They change. <laughs> he starts chasing the ghosts. Yeah. Pac-Man feels on. <laughs> Pac-Man feels invincible. Jeremy, that's literally how I feel every moment of every minute of every second of my day. And I, I, I feel like I literally eat power pellets daily. <laughs> and my parents have cultivated this environment for me to, you know, because each level of Pac-Man, you only get folk. Opar level, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to use them what? Wisely. You know what I'm saying? So my entire life, my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, any my aunts, my uncles, the village, my parents surrounded me with helped me just cultivate and just craft and just hone in when and how to use power pellets. And now I use a stick and a ball. Um, sure, you can call it golf. Some people call it golf, but let's be real, Dr. J, unless your kid's good at golf, they probably hate it. And if you ask 100 kids, do you want to play golf? Maybe two of them are like, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But when they say, yeah, maybe they want to drive the cart or maybe just hit a ball, but actually playing golf, no kid wants to do just because it's so hard, it's difficult, it's boring. So I try to use this as a huge opportunity because I obviously think golf's kind of cool. I love it. And um, I'm fortunate enough because, you know, to use a stick and a ball to get kids kind of excited about experiencing power pellets, man. And like, you know, just bringing joy, bringing excitement, bringing, you know, literally passion and enthusiasm into this moment they're partaking in. And, you know, it's, that's, this is the essence of, of happiness. It's the essence of life. I think is flow. You know what I'm saying? And literally it's kind of crazy. My middle name literally is flow. My name's Gavin flow Parker. Like it's, 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 it's like, that's like my actual legal name. So it's crazy. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's like meant to be. So that's kind of where it came from, man. Um, and that's what I kind of choose. And I, I really think I, I have this gift, this ability to just take power pellets. And right now the canvas I'm using is it happens to be golf, but I think I could use, freaking ballet tennis lacrosse like i can i mean it's i it's i'm very fortunate very lucky very humbled to know my gifts not early and know how i'm supposed to share it with the world and that's what i do so i appreciate you that's awesome that's awesome that you realize this gift and then you're you, you know you can use it because i know I've, I've heard you you do some uh some speaking engagements too right yeah man so i'll say i'm the type of person who yeah i, I would say being a director of instruction pays the bills right. you know what i'm saying like I, you know, like, so if you want to be good, obviously I can do that. So like, you know, but on top of that, man, I, I'm a motivational speaker. I, I would say I'm a philanthropist. I, I am the type of person who gets invited to speak at commencement speeches at high schools, at birthday parties. I, I, I'm a game designer, man. Like I, I really try to hone in and understand the aesthetics of play and game design and architecture and dramatic art and theater and spectacles. Like it's, you know, just golfing a ball isn't good enough for most kids. So, but what is good enough for all kids is play and to experience play and actually to create fun is pretty hard to do, especially if you have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, just, you know, and unfortunately in my industry, in my profession, every golf course in America slaps on their flyer and brochure. Oh, we, we play, we have fun and we do games, but like, it's so disingenuous you know what i'm saying like it's always like adult centric rhetoric where i'm actually going in and understanding the aesthetics of play the aesthetics of games and what fun really is jay and it's just the anticipation of a reward and every single human being experiences fun differently so it's such a lie when they're putting oh come to my camp down the street mom and pop and um we're gonna make it fun Cause we have golfzilla and some balloons and some hula hoops and tic-tac-toe and it, like, dude, that's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like that sounds terrible, but if you can actually learn what fun is, man, that's a craft and that's an art that's deemed like easy to do where it's actually pretty hard to create fun. And that's who I am becoming uh, literally awesome. a practitioner of fun. Awesome. I like that. Uh, practitioner of fun. Yeah. So, I start off uh, asking people, what kind of got you into golf? Oh, uh, so, wow, we, so I would say I grew up playing soccer, way better in soccer, hey, Jeremy, than I was everybody, it didn't golf ever, but what I learned about soccer, man, is I just like the, the, the score of the goal, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't, I wasn't doing no conditioning, I wasn't doing, like, like I just like scoring goals, you know what I'm saying, so then I never forget one day in particular, I was in like seventh grade. I was playing a game and I broke my ankle during this game. So on the men, all my dad wanted me to do is be a part of a tribe, be a part of a group. So he enrolled me in the first two program. I was like 12, just, you know, just cause it was something my parents didn't have the means to put me into, you know, we didn't belong to a country club and you know what I'm saying? Right, like, it, right. so they put me in the first tee and bro, like Jeremy, I, it was like love at first sight, man. One, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> two, it was, it, I, I love wearing, I mean, you see your boy, you know, I love wearing the collar shirts, the khakis, the belts, you know, being outside, using a stick, using a ball, man. I just remember like hitting a ball and listen to like what a good shot sounds like. I was like, bro, that's a cool sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I just got addicted to that sound. I wanted to hear it again. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to hear that sound. And then once you start hearing that sound over and over, you start looking and it's like, whoa. It's so cool to hear that sound and then watch what it looks like. And then I got like obsessed with how to make that happen more often. So then I started loving the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. And 
that's kind of how it started, man. Like I never got into golf and was like, Oh, I want to go pro. And you know, like that's never was me. Um, and then like, I was like 14, 15, man. And, you know, I kind of got coached out of being really good at golf because I was seeing coaches who, you know, were always telling me how they do things. So it didn't really help me learn. And I was kind of coached out of being good and getting away from all my innate things that got me to fall in love, like the sound, the way it looks, the way it feels. And I thought I had to get this position and did like, I would have loved to play collegiate golf, but I couldn't crack an egg. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I literally, I, I was shooting like eighties, nineties, you know, like, and I'm not gonna be, Oh, I, you know, I could shoot two, three under no, no, bro. Like my lowest score ever, ever. I'm 28 years old, been playing golf since my lowest score ever is 67, man. And that's not even in the same rounds. Like I went out for a nine, went to class, came back two hours later and played and shot 60. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like straight 18, like, bro, like, you know, like I've never been the guy to go old. I'm, I'm amazing at golf. So like, uh, it, it, then I found me to Campbell university where I double major in professional golf management and business administration. And I mean, bro, the rest is history, Jeremy. All right. I so, mean, sorry, I, you know me, I got a, well, I'm not going to just give you one sentence answers. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't expecting that. That's why I only got a handful of questions for you, man. Oh, perfect, baby. <laughs> so the first one where you do so much work with kids and you, you know, you say you're a you kind of game developing with, with the kids, really a fun, um, making it fun. So what's the best way you find to kind of introduce kids? Let's start with like, maybe like that five to 10 range. Cause that's what I'm interested in. That's what my kids are. Yeah. So, um, and that's the thing I'm learning, man, is like, especially like when I communicate to parents or like anybody, because the golf industry, when it comes to like junior golf, it's only usually catered to two categories, either performance or elite. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no in between. Right. Like if your kid goes to a camper clinic, it's like, oh, how they even write on the camper clinics. Oh, we're going to teach your kid the basics and the fundamentals and age and appropriate. Like, dude, like, yeah. like, why can't we make play elite? You know what I'm saying? Like actual play. And everyone thinks, oh, you're going to send my kid to a camp and he's going to be playing games. I want them to learn golf. Well, last time I checked, golf's the worst designed game of all time. In terms of for think about it because the age range you just described five to ten. You ready? Five to ten. That's what you just asked for. Yeah. Five to ten year olds are going to be quiet or are expected to be quiet when someone else is hitting. Stand somewhere else, wait for someone else to hit a ball, then go walk to this ball, do the same thing again for four hours. Oh, and then by the way, there's an etiquette. Oh, oh, don't walk in some other kid's line. Who's right? And you're gonna like, dude, golf isn't good enough for most kids. So when I say the words fun and play, man, I literally mean it because that that it's 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 even hard for me to explain that to you because you keep hearing that word play and fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's like when I say those words, man, my, my I don't mean it like everyone else. So it's hard for me to keep using, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what I'm running into. So for a five to 10 year old, what you have to do, you have to first capture their attention, man. You need to create an interesting enough scenario, an interesting enough problem to make them want to do this thing. You know, it's a little art to it. You got to dangle a carrot, bro. You can't just say, Oh, Johnny hit this ball. Because once you hit this ball, eventually it's going to be so cool to see it go in the air and see it go far and see it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And then Johnny's never played golf before. So obviously when they do it, they can't make the ball. They can't even hit the ball, let alone hit it off the ground. So then that's when you say, well, no, no, Johnny, you got to get your feet square. Get your, oh, hold it like this, Johnny. And then take it back with your left arm. Johnny's five. He just wants to see ball hit ball. You know what I'm saying? Where if you can go, Johnny, he. Yo, Johnny, check this out for a second. Yo, Johnny, so, hey, man, hey, right now, Johnny, you got an opportunity to win $100. Johnny said, oh, $100. How do I do that? Well, Johnny, what you got to do for $100? You got to make this, you see where I am? You see down there at the end of there's a little circle down there, but 100 feet away. You need to get one ball just to stop in that circle. Johnny said, whoa, that's really far away. Well, I said, well, Johnny, but you see these balls over here? If you can just hit this next ball five yards, you can move. 10 feet closer and each ball that you hit five yards moves you 10 feet closer. You know, you know, you, did you see what I'm doing that? You know, what I'm saying? like creating 
a hook in a in a yep. line, man. That's that takes art. Now you have something that Johnny actually wants to do, not because you're telling them to do it, man. Play should not be forced. There should be no coercion. Play must be a voluntary thing. Telling a kid, oh, come play golf. You should take golf because you can play it the rest of your life. That's I hear it all the time. Oh, it's such a lifetime sport for my kid. I really want them to do it so they can enjoy it. Well, hold on. You, the parent, are what, 34, 35, 40 years old, thinking about your 35, 40-yard brain and trying to get your eight-year-old daughter who'd rather be on an iPad or watching YouTube or TikTok, which I might want to say are expertly designed and engineered to capture kids' what? Attention. Paul, that's all you got to do, man. And if you can actually understand the craft and the mechanics and the elements and the aesthetics to capture someone's attention, you can do anything. And that's the types of things that I'm going into. And I, you, you ever seen the movie Dark Knight? The, set, the Dark Knight movie, like the Batman Begins? Oh, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. With the one with Heath Ledger, the Joker? Yeah, yeah. There's a quote in that movie that I literally love. He goes, if you're good at anything, never do it for what? Money. Free. Oh, free. No. Okay. Remember that? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what I have, and this is the opportunity we have, man, is because I'm in the golf realm, the golf space, he's got the word golf on it. It's deemed a little bit more what? Affluent. Yeah. You know, it's kind of expensive. So the crafts that I'm going into as a coach or any person young, you know, I'm afforded to charge three, four, five times any other junior programming because it's deemed what? Golf. But I'm actually studying and managing and, and realizing that the way I'm going about doing this is straight based coaching is the best way to go about it is when you're hands off, but kids can experience hitting balls to the left, hitting balls to the right, hitting balls low, hitting balls high without telling them, oh, this is how to do it. Instead, tell them what to do and let their own inner genius, their own creativity, their own fulfillment yes. take over, man. I got kids, man. If you just watch my Instagram, I tell my kids nothing about, uh, golf. I kind of, I will not take this back. I maybe show them how the tool wants to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, this hey. is the head. This is the part that his, you know, like I might show them, <laughs> but that may be it. You know? And then at some point, because I make interesting enough games that have outcomes, by the way, that aren't solely predicated on who's the best or who can hit it the farthest or who can make the most putts or who can hit it the closest, but games that have outcomes, Jeremy, that are random uncertain um element of chance you win because of your resource management skills you like those are good games man and that's what's missing in golf man so that's why i'm not trying to grow golf or grow the game of golf i'm trying to play g you know what i'm saying hey g different bro my dad used to tease my dad passed away on father's day last year but he used to say gavin would you rather create something better or create something new And I'm the type of person is, dude, I'm going to create something new every day because I know myself. The first time I've ever experienced anything, is just, a, you know what I'm saying? Like the first time you like, I, I have a new opportunity right now to change and evolve the way kids experience and perceive golf, man, because it's, it's been so poorly connotated as, oh, it's boring. It's, 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 it's hard. It's difficult. It's a lifeline sport, bro. And I got to remember what got me into the game when I was 12 and what got me hooked wasn't being good at golf, wasn't having a pretty swing. It was that moment I heard that shot. You know what I'm saying? That moment I saw that ball fly. That moment I hit it and it felt good. But obviously I'm that sick individual that thinks golf's great, but it's so disingenuous as me as a coach to treat every kid like they should want to be good at golf because I want them to. And you as a dad, I know you like, you know, you want your girls to play golf, but like, you know, it's like if you really want them to do it, you have to be there for them. You must be students first. You must be kids first. And this reverse engineering of what a good golfer does like I love, like I went to Campbell. So obviously I think op 36 is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like those, those have you heard? Yeah. Those are my guys, bro. Like Matt and Ryan are the goats, man. But like to treat every kid, like they should want to become a skilled junior golfer. Like they should want to shoot par better for nine holes. It's like, 
it's not right in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love U.S. kids. I love PJ Junior League. But, like, those are great things, but not every kid wants, like, go- right. golf isn't all about improving a score, man. It could be so much more. It could be about triumph. It can be about lasting friendships. It can be about resource management. It could be about cultivating a, 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 an environment of, like, you know, wonderment, joy, you know, passion, energy, charisma triumph (laughs) and i do that on a daily basis man and it's amazing that you know you've only been knowing me on two weeks but that's why i post to social media and everyone just assumes i'm trying to get kids good at golf i'm not at all but hey if they so happen to get good like that's a added benefit yeah you know but like for me it's this one moment that i have johnny who is a mouth breather who gets picked last in everything you know what I'm saying? Doesn't play any sports because he's not good at sports. Because someone put him in a box. That, oh, he's just not athletic. Mm-hmm. What, so Johnny has this story that he believes, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at anything. And to see Johnny come down to be the kid that wins King Putt or wins the end of the day mission because I'm actually designing environments where every single kid has a chance to win. Country club kid who is good at golf. The sporty kid who's good at everything because he's a sporty kid. The girl who's just, you know, just coordinate it. And then Johnny, where else could they go in the world where the, all four kids can play a game and all have a chance at winning? I'll wait nowhere unless yeah. they are at, mm, the CEO of junior golf who understands where all kids come from, not just golf kid, but band kid, theater kid, mouth breather kid, soccer kid. And COVID has allowed me this opportunity because all these other kids couldn't experience those things. And because we were quarantined, it allowed me to do what we're doing right now via Zoom virtual and teach golf classes where I'm not even in the room. So I have to force myself to learn nonlinear pedagogy and and constraints-based coaching to actually cultivate skill acquisition, which is the best way to learn a skill. Instead of just, oh, Johnny, um, according to track manager, pressure shift at P3 needs, you know, like I can go there any minute, you know, like, dude, you want to talk about force vector raiders pressure, like, bro, I, oh, I mean, man, so I went to Campbell, man, but anybody can just do that. Not anybody can do that and take a kid who doesn't want to be here in the first place and actually have this kid enjoy the each moment instead of having some means to an end about, oh, I'm going to take your kid here and in 10 years, he's going to be an uh, elite golfer. Such a lie, bro. Yeah, you have to develop that drive, you know. Um, I think Tiger Woods with uh, Charlie has been interesting. You know, he recently he's saying, like, Charlie's taken a really big interest in his uh, in golf and has been wanting to go out and to play and, and whatnot. And that's when Tiger's like, all right, we'll, we'll get you, you know, into some tournaments or whatever and, and whatnot. And so I think, you know, that's kind of the approach that I'd like to take my kids. You know, hey, like I said, they've seen me hit, me hit some balls. And so they're like, well, can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, let's you, let you try and swing and. Um, yeah. but I guess you need to work on uh, that, that, that hook, that carrot leaning in front, just like you were talking about a second ago to kind of make them, Oh, look what you can do with this, this stick and this ball and, and, and whatnot and get that interest. Yeah. And that takes art, man. And, and that's where I would love to help you dot. Yeah. Kinda, you, Hey, I would love to learn as much from you as possible, man. I, I am completely obsessed with the human body, like kinesiologies, like I spend all like, dude, I see it all day. Cause like, obviously at the other side of the spectrum, what pays the bills is being a golf instructor. You know, like I got people who slice it, want to not slice, you know, like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's, I'm very lucky to get where I want to go. Meaning the CEO of junior, you know, to just be the guy who just keeps making, like, I was so excited. I got to do that. But like at the other side of the spectrum, I love to see people experience that sound. You know what I'm saying? To like be able to produce that ball flight, to be able to hit that feeling. So learning about how the body should move is like, man, I, man, it's I'm it's amazing that we connected like this, bro. I, I can't believe you're only an hour away, man. <laughs> Bring your girl like like dead serious, man. When you get a chance, come down here. Um, your four year old probably might not make it, but when your girl turns your seven year old, you and her come down maybe, and um, let me just play like a game you guys can do together but I can show you look, the words, the cues, you know, like, and then you can do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's, it'll be so yeah. cool. Then obviously I would love to pick your brain on just the physical, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, we can talk about it another time. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But sounds good. Sounds I good. had no idea. You're so close. <laughs>
Dude, no. we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> yes, we're gonna be best friends. That's right. Um, so do you do you your thought process change anything when you get to like maybe ten and older? You know, more more towards that teenager type range. I mean, Absolutely still not, have fun. They're still yeah, they're still. But here's the thing, man. Say it again. Say it again. They still what? Still want to have fun. But once again, are we talking about the neurochemical reaction of the brain of what fun is? Are we talking about the extrinsic motivation of what fun is or the fun that they get about beating their friend who is here or the fun that they get for being the one to win the game? You know, like, so that's what people don't understand, Jeremy, is everyone puts that word fun like it's all the same. Right. Duh, they have to have fun. But what is fun for me right now, what's fun for you right now, isn't the same for your seven and nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 year old. So like that's that once that word is so like and look, I, I, I really take that word serious. Obviously, they still want to have every I want to have fun at 28, bro. I ain't gonna do nothing unless it's fun. You know, yeah. like, you know, you know, like I would have said no to doing this podcast if I didn't think it was fun. You know, like so <laughs> the fact that you had to the fact that you feel like you needed to say you still have to make it fun tells you that golf isn't good enough. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you literally had to put that out there that, oh, that, do you still have to make it fun? So, what's the other alternative to not fun? Is a what? A task, coercion. So, therefore, no wonder golf sucks. <laughs> Think about what you just asked, right? Yeah. You literally said you still got to make, do you still, you literally said, do you still have to make it fun? Of course, you still have to make it fun because that 10, that 12, that 13, that 14, that 15 year old, maybe they just don't want to look silly in front of their friends, bro. Yeah. So it's not fun to be the kid who freaking keeps whiffing it. Even though I'm talking about games and stuff doesn't mean I'm not helping these kids hit the ball solid. Like that's and that's what makes me so angry. Not saying it just grinds my gears when I say I do games and parents like, well, I want my kid to learn how to hold the club. I'm, am I not a golf pro? Like, you right. think I'm just going to have a kid out there like, like, bro, come on, man. Like, it blows my mind. It, it's like, dude, say, and like, most people don't even get it. What I'm creating so much, so elegant. Like, I'm literally just going to get out of golf and start designing actual games where you can just buy them in Target and Toys R Us. Because <laughs> look at esports. Look at that industry, man. There, there's got kids getting full rides to play college or play Overwatch. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, we're really. Mary Washington, right near you. Yeah. Is, has uh four scholarship for a team of four kids uh, four players to play overwatch full ride academic i hadn't heard that that's crazy yeah. oh literally and 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 now that's and that's what i got to compete against and then you're and then the parents saying yeah yeah you're gonna go here and play this game and then the, you know i'm like bro come on now man i gotta compete against kids that can go full rides to play a video game tiktok which is literally insane instagram <laughs> which is literally insane YouTube, which is literally insane, iPads, which are literally insane, and their parents are pulling those away and forcing these kids to come see me. And the kids don't want to be here in the first place. And I'm going to say, hey, kid, today you're going to line up on this driving range and you're going to show me a finish and you're going to hold it for 10 seconds. No kid wants to do that, bro, unless you can actually capture their what? Attention. Very cool. So this is what we're kind of talking about these parents and parents wanting these kids to do this stuff. What, what are some of the do's and don'ts that, that you, you want parents to keep in mind with their juniors? Uh, do's. Um, ooh. Threw this one on you. Now, ooh. My, for myself personally? Yeah. That's- or for, like, somebody else? Oh, bro, that's why I post every day. Parents know when they send their kid to me that they get more than golf. I've earned the right. To like the parents know when they when they send their kid to me, obviously their golf swing will improve. But beyond that, I cultivate and I create the type of person who is going to be able to eat their own power pellets. So my dues different from everyone else's. So parents know, and if they don't know, I make sure they know from the very moment they put their kid with me is that I don't teach golf, I teach people, and I use a stick. And I use a ball, and sure, if you want to call it golf, you can, but it's way more than that. So as a don't is don't come in here telling me, well, are you not going to show my kid how to grip it? I want to make sure my kid knows how, like, bro, learns the basics. I hear it all, learns the, bro, if I do my job correctly, your kid doesn't need me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not, oh, are you going to tell him what he needs to work on, what, she, what Tatum needs to do? 
Well, once again, if I do my job correctly, she should know, he should know what to do. I'm not writing a practice plan for them. Come on now. Like that's a dump. Like, and once again, I've earned this right, man. I have spent the last dude, I'm 28. I've been coaching since I was 11 years old. And when I say 11 years old, my dad, my dad's amazing, by the way, rest his soul, by the way. Yo, my dad had me referee soccer. He did research. The youngest way to earn a paycheck in the state of Virginia is to be a soccer referee. So I went out at 11 years old, refing U fours and U three games. And then I, he made sure that if it was a job, I needed to be on time, need to be punctual, need to be, you know, so then I actually took my job serious. So then I'm, now I'm 12 years old and they're giving me, you sixes you eights those pay a little bit more money yeah. now i'm 13 and i'm t- and i'm the guy who's like whoa this 13 year old is actually serious about his craft now they're giving me you 14 side official matches i'm not the head official but now i'm 14 years old i'm excuse me i'm 13 years old coaching kids older than me making it even more then i took that serious now i'm driving now i'm 16 now you know what i'm saying so like I, and then when i'm coaching and i was doing these soccer stuff if a kid was like throwing it incorrectly i'm gonna tell them dude this is you know so i've earned so my do's and my don'ts man is like when it comes to a a, a student my parents know that i'm truly student first i'm not adult centric i'm not talking about having a growth mindset and and um it's okay to fail johnny and it's going to take you 20 attempts to fail until you can get it but each time you're failing you're actually getting better like no kid at nine wants to hear that like no kid wants to fail at anything no kid does like they don't get it's not part of like obviously you and I know the importance of failure and trying and trying new things and yeah. it's okay to make a mistake but if you're nine dude you do not know that bro no. and it's such a lie to say well you know what we're gonna get your kids and they're gonna be in this this curve and at nine they should be this speed and it, like bro come on man the worst thing that parents in terms of do's and don'ts here's one for you ready is stop telling your kids good shot stop telling your kids Oh, that's a good swing. Here's why, Jeremy. Can you control having a good shot and a bad shot? No. So now you're telling your seven-year-old when he hits a good shot, oh, that's a good shot. When he has a good swing, oh, that's a good swing. Then when they don't have good shots or bad swings, they get what? Angry because they didn't hear you say what? Good shot, good thing. Boom. So now they have all this pressure, all this anxiety that if they don't hit a good shot, they're doing something what? Wrong. So now they're scared to try anything different so don't tell your kids good shot don't tell your kids good swing instead say whoa that was an awesome practice swing bro wow that focus hey it's good focus hey man that was a cool routine was that two practice swings this time you know so to keep their attention on the things they can actually control and I'm about to just write that down because I didn't know I was going to say that. And I'm about to make a post on social media soon about that was fire, bro. Do you understand why I say that though? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. you, you, you put it on them, you know, something they can't control, like, right. You can, you can control your, your body and how you do it. Yeah. But even, even research is showing that, you know, the variances in, in that movement, even if you are at the highest level, you know, recently talked with some some of the motor control and learning guys and you know they they talk about uh expert you know blacksmiths and whatnot and they're hammering their swings are different and whatnot but what do they do they hit the the point that they're wanting every time so they have this variable movement no matter what they're doing so but the skill is getting the end result that they're wanting and so that's really that's you know the only thing that we can i guess somewhat control is if we if we develop enough skill to to be able to do that that makes sense. Say that, dude, say that again. That was brilliant, Doc. So I meant like you that what you just said was so smooth, it totally went over my head. Can you repeat that for me? I, I didn't, yeah. it wasn't I wasn't giving to you right there. That <laughs> that you just you you need to hey, I, I'm that's one of the moments I'm gonna get that on the way home. So I'm gonna tell you right now, I missed it. I don't understand what you said. Please give me that again. Yeah, so so what we learned from motor research and and you know, learning control stuff as that even the greatest experts. So we see they have this variable movement, right? And so even though they may be able to take the point of contact that they're looking for each time, their movement changes each time. And so it is not a matter of 
being able to control that movement per se, but getting the desired outcome that we're looking for. And so that is what, what they have been showing that, you know, if, if these guys do a nice swinging of a hammer, have that same variable movement, we're going to have that variable movement in golf, no matter what. And I think that's why you can see in, in golfers, particularly let's, let's just take the, the PGA tour pros and, you get you get somebody like Jim Furyk who swings way high, and you get somebody like John Rahm who barely swings at all, and they have, we'll say, similar outcomes, at least desirable outcomes, right? Um, right. But they have different movements, and so that's where we don't have to have this, you know, thought of process where you're talking about having. So that was a good shot. I'm like, well, what did what did I do? Right? What did I do so I can do that again? Right? That's 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 what you're you're creating. When every time you tell somebody that, right? Yeah, you are so impressive, man. This Watch is why I do the podcast. I picked this up from from other guys that I've talked with. So, really, talked to a lot, a lot of people, and and, uh, and it's great to to you know pick their brains and even get little little nuggets here and there. Yeah, what's like uh, your go to question, like that you've always asked every like person? My go to question is actually later up in my in my wrap up questions. So it, it's what's your favorite exercise or drill to improve your personal game? So I ask everybody that because that gives us an idea of what what the experts are doing okay. to improve their game. Because most, and not everybody here is a golfer that I get on here, but most of them are, and so they're doing something. Yeah. So mine is um, the the breakfast question I asked you. Ah. Would you have for breakfast? Because that gives me enough time to just see like the type of person I'm talking to. Cause like, you know, the type of person that does oatmeal, they're usually, it tells me that they're the type of person that likes, you know, they got a little routine, you know, oatmeal, you know, I say it's kind of quick. Yeah. And most people that d- default to oatmeal have things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you got four or five, you know what I'm saying? There's a, you know what I'm saying? Like an oatmeal. That's why I was curious about what do you put in it? Because if you put things in it, that tells me you got more time to then enjoy the what oatmeal yeah. or you got people who are the you know the the, the yogurt per- you know what I'm so I, I am so blessed my little sister and and hopefully Jeremy you get to do a podcast of her soon because she is everything I am not she's she is she's absolutely gorgeous and that's like the least interesting thing about her if you think I have the power pellets if you think I am energetic if you think I have all bro you I'm She's got me beat, and she's 21. She's way smarter than I am. She's dri- – anyway, long story short, she helped – she's helped me. She's a psych major, and she's been giving me and helping me understand, you know, emotional intelligence, um, human behavior, how people do motiv- motivation. Um, you ever heard of, like, Enneagram or any of those things, like the oh, yeah. nine numbers? Like, she, like she, man, so she gets that – This like, so – I'm telling you, man, you're going to, you heard it here first, Jeremy. It's, it's literally fate. Um, but the Parkers, Adelaide Parker and Gavin Parker, um, we, we're going to do something different, man. We, we're going to like, I, I don't, we're going to change the world, man. And how we're going to change the world is allow people to be able to use power pellets. Our father's name was Flo Parker. And, uh, Having him die on us was the best thing that's ever happened. It's been a catalyst to let us know to come into our own. And Jeremy, man, we are so blessed. We're so fortunate to let our flow grow, bro. So sorry I got little, but I had to like, got to pay homage, got to cite my sources because she's helped me to where I, who, 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 where I am right now. And I'll be nowhere without her. So she's helping me. So that's where I got my, my questions about breakfast, but then understanding what your answers would be lets me tell the type of person. And that's the, that's how deep we are going to understand humans. You know what I'm saying? Like Addy and I, we don't, we might not go wide. You know what I'm saying? We're going to master one punch and that's, we teach people. I te- it was me. I teach people, not golf where Addy understands people. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's amazing. And, she, and then you, her and I work together to improve each other and work so hard on one another. And um, you know, they say iron sharpens iron. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, it's really important for all of us to understand the importance of understanding others, right? The whatever we want to call it psychology, you want to call it, you know, um, uh, personalities, whatever characteristics of people, you, you, whether you, you sell stuff or whether you 
you consult with people, teach people, right? You have to understand these connections and the better you understand people, the better, better you can, you can then help them. It happens in, in my field with fitness and in physical therapy, where I have to understand what type of person is, is going to respond to certain types of things. And same thing in yours, right? You, you know, Hey, I got this kid. He's super gung ho about golf. Well, I don't have to do as much to make it interesting or make him give him a drive. But the other kids were, Hey, mom and dad just dropped me off and said, have fun. I'll be back in two hours to get you or whatever. That's a different kid. You got to do different stuff. And so bingo. And there are at least what I found, especially in the golf industry. Um, 99% of the golf industry focuses on the 1% of kids that want to actually be good. Yeah. That actually want to perform that want to be Charlie Woods. 99% of the industry is focusing on 1% of the pop, the, 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 the market. Right. That means there's 99% of those other kids that don't want to be good, but fall into the same eight to 14 year old threshold and all kids would probably do a game if it was interesting enough to capture their attention. That size, that that net is way bigger. And that's where I'm going. <laughs> like, everyone else is trying to teach, oh, Johnny, who's seven, and have him go play college golf and then get go D1, right? And then when he goes D1, hopefully that one kid that's D1 can then maybe go, what, pro? Are you kidding me? Like, dude, yeah, bro, it's it's ridiculous. Like, once again, goes back to my dad's question, would you rather create something better or create something new? I'm going new all day. Yeah. And I mean, like you're going back to what is the end goal of, of getting kids into golf or whatever, you know, it's, it's all the other, other aspects that you gain from it. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a stress relief for them, you know, throughout life. If that's the case, Hey, that's probably, that's worth it. Right. Or, um, you know, maybe it's, it's like you said, some of the other stuff where you have your problem solving or your creativity and that, that, that then learning that stuff helps you in your career field. You become a leader and you have to problem solve and, 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 and do that kind of stuff. So. There's lots of other Bingo. aspects to golf, and that's that's where it's important. Bingo. Yet every and, and that's literally where I'm going. And I then say my camps, I can't even market my camps because everyone else has ruined fun, play, and games. So then parents hear it, they think it's like everyone else's, where then right. I have to prove that I can create friendships, inspire self-expression, encourage self-control. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I post to social media. You know, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, and that, but once again, that's usually why parents send their kids to golf is so they can get the, oh, it's a life sport. You know what I'm saying? But then say that. Stop freaking out if Johnny's not holding the club right then. Stop freaking out if he's just not taking his time. Johnny's in the five. Johnny's seven. He's supposed to be going nuts. That's why I thank my mom and dad every day for not putting me on medication, bro. You see me right now, 28, acting like this. Imagine me, bro. When I Imagine my poor parents when I was seven years old, bro. Bouncing off the walls. Literally. I'm bouncing off the walls at 28, bro. I wake up like this, bro. <laughs> I make coffee nervous, dude. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, we've taken up enough of your time today. So let's uh, go through our wrap up questions, man. No, it's the end. Ah. Okay. So first one is what's your favorite golf memory? Wow. We, oh man, senior year college playing in the CU major. So PGM students, you know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, it's 118 of us. We didn't play college golf because we too busy gambling. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 118 of us every semester. We would put $500 into a pot all and play 17 weeks. Every weekend we had a tournament and we would pay out the top 3%. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, baby. So we see you majors, the biggest payout, biggest major two-day tournament. Bro, I'm in first place. I'm in the final group. Front nine, man, I shot two under. Back nine, wheels coming off a little bit. I'm back at even. I'm on the 
12 hole par four. And bro, I just got the best up and down ever on hole 11. Like dude drain, like a 15 foot putt for par, just psycho. No one makes it the next. hole, I'm so jiggy that I'm doing this, bro. Um, I hit the trees. Thank God it doesn't go OB, but I got like 240 out on a par four. Hit the next one to like 113 out. I'm 113 out thinking in my head. I was like, bro, I got to get this close so I can make a par to get up and down. Bro, I literally airmail it, hit it on the back of the green. I'm like, oh. I'm looking at like a 47-foot putt for par. Bro, you know how it goes from here. Left to right putt. I'm aim pointing it. I'm like, bro, it's a two. I'm going to hit it as hard as I can at my spot. It goes down. It starts to bend. And Jeremy literally center of the cup for par. I throw my putter down. I'm fist pumping, saying, let's go. The 13th hole, I'm so fired up. I hit an even worse drive than I hit on 12. I do the same thing, punch that out. Now I'm 210 out. Hit my 210 club. I'm chunk it. Now I'm 50 yards short of the green. I chip that up there again, duff that. Now I got another 35-foot putt down the hill again for par. Bro, you done heard this story before. Guess what I do? I make that one. <laughs> Everyone in my group is like the leader at the time is like this guy has made three one putts of like this never ever. And the reason what's crazy about it is that I earned it because I went to Campbell University and David Orr is like a plastic certified. Like I took a putting lesson every week for five years from the greatest putting instructor in the world. So bro, when it comes to putting, that's what I do. Um, most people don't like when it comes to like actually coaching golf too, that's like my, my specialty in my private instructions. Like I'm the best putting instructor you'll ever find in the state of Virginia. Um, I went to France last any long story short, my greatest memories like winning the long story short, I ended up winning the tournament, bro. First tournament I've ever won, shot 72, 73, won the tournament. Dude, it was a week before Halloween, bro. I went to Chapel Hill that night, bro. I was acting up, baby. Hey, long story short, that's my greatest golf memory. Dude, I was putting had I had five one putts and um five holes. I was just like, bro. And shot over par, by the way. That's how bad I was at golf. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. So the question you asked me earlier that I, I, I alluded to, what's your favorite exercise or drill to improve your personal game? Um, oh, you want the same answer? Yeah, I gave you a different answer. You didn't give me an answer, did you? Oh, personal game about golf. I thought you meant personal game about life. Nah. Well, why didn't you say that, man, when I was talking about the uh, the questions about breakfast, man? I thought you meant personal gain, not personal <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Wow, we, dude. You hey, it was still a good conversation. Me, I'm so sorry. Uh, favorite, favorite drill to improve my personal game. Wow. Dude, I'm hitting it so far now, man. So I guess my new drill is to do um, like sequence work. So I grabbed like a seven iron. Dude, no lie, Jeremy. I'm, so, so I was coached out of being really good. I'm now very good at golf. Bro, I hit it so far. Like, bro, I, get on, I'm not making it up on Instagram, bro. I hit my seven iron like 200 yards. Uh, so my favorite drill to go is to grab seven iron, swing it full range of motion, but 20% speed, full range of motion, 40% speed, full range of motion, 60, full range of motion, 80, full range of motion, 100. And just to make sure I'm hitting the center of the club face. So make sure my sequence is right. And so I guess that's the best one for me. Mm -hmm. And I hit it far, far, bro. Not just far. I hit it deep. All right. Very good. And like 99 miles per hour club speed for the seven. Very good. Far, 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 far. Yeah. Beats my 150, so. Well, that's why you got to see me, Doc. I'm letting you know, bro. On top of being a CEO of junior golf, like I said, I'm probably one – I am one of the best golf instructors in the state of Virginia. Awesome. So, let's see here. Uh, what's the takeaway you want our listeners to get from today's conversation? Man, that uh, – instead of improving scores, you can do way more. You can create and inspire self-expression empower kids let them have the opportunity to experience the ancient wisdom and harness and the power of games and by creating a strict sense of games and when I say games I'm not just talking about giving a kid a sandbox and letting them make up their own games that's not what I'm saying I create structure and with the framework of the game and the conduit of the game there is play and because they are playing 
They're learning winning and losing. Oh, I'm teaching Johnny, who's six years old, that he just lost a game, not because he sucks at golf, not because he can't putt, not because he's not good at not chipping, not because he's not good at hitting it far. It's because Johnny literally, it was lucky, bro. It was unlucky, man. It was an element of chance. Johnny, you had four power pellets over here you could have used early in round two, and you didn't use them. And Bill listened to the strategy of the game, had a better strategy than you and beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, so now you're teaching resource management, probability, like what, like literally, like I'm cultivating future hedge fund managers and they don't even know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not teaching them how to grip it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gavin, for uh, coming on oh. today. That's a wrap up for today. Uh, we'll have to chat with you again another time here, but before we let you go, how can people keep up with you and keep up with what you're doing? Oh, man. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, first thing first, you follow me on TikTok at CEO of Junior Golf. That's J-U-N-I-O-R Golf. I post daily to TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. The handle is at Gavin Flow. I post every day. And the Instagram um, page is your opportunity to see just – Gavin flow in, in his life and the, the the persona of the CEO of junior golf. And then obviously if you want Facebook still, you can do Facebook, man. And then Jeremy, I got to do better with Twitter. So Twitter's the next one. All right. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so, so much, Gavin, for, for being on the show. We'll have all of Gavin's information in the, in the show notes below. And thank you listeners for uh, checking us out. That's it for this episode. Remember simple consistency leads to greatness. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed this content on the go. If you found it helpful, please share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. This allows us to reach more golfers just like you that want to play under par. Do you want to be stronger and healthier? Well, I've got a resource, Golf Fitness Tips. It's a free Facebook group where we talk about how to take care of our bodies so that we can play more golf, we can play golf longer in life, and we can play better on the course. If that interests you, then check out the link below or search for Golf Fitness Tips on Facebook.